Hello, my friends, and welcome back to the What If Project podcast. My name is Glenn. I'm your host, and this is episode number 190. Can you believe it? We're 10 episodes away from 200. Buckle up. The train is loose, and we are not stopping. We are we're like a we're like a runaway heretic train. <laughs> we're just not stopping. We're just gonna keep going, and uh, we're almost at 200. That's crazy because I would have never thought. Like all those years ago, not really that long ago, it was like three years ago, but all those episodes ago that uh, we would be approaching 200. I thought like maybe we'd hit like 20, then I'd go do something else, <laughs> but we're having fun, right? We're having a good time and we're almost at 200. But today uh, we're talking to my friend Amber Cantorna. This is her one, two, third time, I believe, on the show. Uh, you might remember she wrote a book called Refocusing My Family. Uh, which is kind of her journey out of the very fundamentalist, conservative, evangelical universe uh, of Focus on the Family. If you don't know what Focus on the Family is, uh, just Google it and you'll find all the different things you need to know. But it's her story. It's a great story. But Amber, uh, I brought her on the show today because I wanted her to talk about uh, a brand new thing that she's doing. It's not brand new. It's like a couple years old, but it's called the Unashamed Love Collective. And if you go to our website, uh, ambercantorna.com was a big like splash page there and it says unashamed love collective a community for lgbtq people and their allies this is a really great opportunity for you if you are part of the lgbtq community or if you're an ally and you're looking for community this is your answer <laughs> this is it uh, this thing that she's going to talk to us about is what so many of you, What If Project listeners, have reached out to me to ask me, do you know of anything like this that exists? My answer is yes, and here it is, and Amber's going to talk to us all about it in just a few moments. Uh, in the show notes, I'll put the link to this, uh, also to Patreon, buy me a coffee if you want to support the show. Uh, if this has encouraged you, inspired you, pushed you forward in your faith, it's a place, those are two places to go to support the show financially. Uh, I'll just be upfront with you. The money helps put food on the table, <laughs> helps pay the bills, keep the lights on, the gas, the electric, all the different things. Uh, this is my main uh, my main gig in life, along with some other social media things that I do. Uh, but this is what I pour my energy into. This is what I pour my love into uh, as this podcast, this project, and uh, our, our community of listeners. Um, I love you all. I appreciate your support, whether it is that you just listen to the show, you pass along the show, you support it financially, whatever it is. I love you and I'm grateful for you. Uh, also in the show notes, my book. I wrote a book. Unbelievable. It's on Amazon. It's called Rethinking Everything. It's the story of my spiritual evolution out of the conservative fundamentalist world of evangelicalism and into this wild world of color that I find myself in these days. It's only available on Amazon. In softcover and hardcover, I'll put the link to that in the show notes as well. And special music. We have a little bit of a change coming. Special music. In the past, what I've done is I, I, I put music on there of people that I know. Uh, people who I appreciate. People who I have an actual relationship with uh, in, in my life. And so there's, there's a friend who I've played a lot of his music recently on the show. His name is Young Citizen. Uh, that's, what, that's what he goes by. Uh, you can look him up on iTunes, Spotify, all the places, Y-U-N-G. But he's got some new stuff coming out. And he's doing some really, really exciting things. So I want to I wanna support him as much as I can. So I approached him the other day. 
I said, look, I play your music a lot on the show. What if for the rest of this year, and I might have a couple of one-offs where I play some other music, but what if for the majority of this year, what if like your music was just all I played on the podcast? So send me all of your stuff, everything you have, and I will play it on the, on the podcast every single week. There might be a couple here and there where I play other people's music as well because I have some other friends who are, who are artists and stuff like that. But for the, the majority of the time, I will play your stuff. And I'll buy some merch from you as well because there's some merch on his website. And I'll wear it when I do my recordings. That way people can see your stuff. I'll put it in the show notes. I, I really want to support you because I believe in what he's doing. He doesn't, he doesn't just sing. He doesn't just make music. But he does really great things in, in the community of Charlotte, North Carolina. Uh, with youth and things like that. He's just doing a lot of really good things. So I want to support him as much as I possibly can. So I have this this platform, as small as it may be, and I want to use it to really amplify uh, Young Citizen's work uh, and his voice. So I'll put all of his links in the show notes as well. Uh, you've heard a lot of his music. You will hear more of it as the year rolls on. And like I said, I will bring in a couple others here and there as well. But for the most part, it will be Young Citizen. So anyway... All that to say, I got nothing else to share. Uh, this is episode number 190 with my friend Amber Cantorno. Let's roll the tape. Enjoy. Wake up, get your morning started. Drinking daily coffee, got this money on my mind. The sun ain't always shining, but it's brighter days ahead. It gonna get started, we can do what we wanna way up. Wake up, get your morning started. Drinking daily coffee, got this money on my mind. Always shining, but it's brighter days ahead. Way up, way up, way up. Got myself to see the big picture. You're not alone, I'm right there with ya. Trust me, get up. Guess I gotta be more stricter. Keep my head up, getting more slicker. Alright, hey friends, uh, welcome yeah. back to the podcast. Uh, today we're sitting down with repeat guest and one of my favorite uh, human beings, Amber Cantorna, who's gonna talk to us about a project she's working on called Unashamed Love Collective. So, Amber. Uh, welcome back to the show. It's always an honor to connect with you. Thanks so much for having me. I always love chatting with you as well. Thank you. So you have this online community, uh, this this gathering of sorts has been going on for a full three seasons, right? About to enter into the fourth one. And I really yeah. think that I've done some perusing on the website. And I think that this is a kind of a gathering that more people need to know about because a lot of my listeners I know seem to be asking for this sort of thing. And you're doing it. And uh, the gathering is called the Unashamed Love Collective, like I said. I was hoping we could just kick it off with maybe you uh, sharing with us a little bit about what this is, some of the background, and tell us all the things you want to or don't want to share about it. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, it really is. Um, it was kind of my pandemic baby, you know, when like the world shut down and everybody has one, right? <laughs> right, right. Yeah, it's like the world shut down. We, we're artists, we can't speak, we can't travel, we can't do events now what, you know? Yeah. And so this was kind of my pandemic baby, my brainchild. And mm. it was my way of like, what can we do to still bring people together yeah. and cultivate community and find commonality in our stories. And so that was kind of how it was birthed. And, um, it started with kind of the idea of bringing books from LGBTQ faith authors and allies and, let's read a different book each month and discuss it and then host the author live at the end of the month for a live yeah. discussion. Yeah. And that's kind of how it started. And it's been, um, it's been so fun, but then it's evolved from there into being so much more and so much more of a broader community yeah. that really hosts, you know, not just 
um, not just, it, it's so much more than just a book club, you know, it's sure. not just reading and discussing, but it's, it's community and it's family. And it's where people have found belonging and support for, for deconstructing and for coming out and for, um, you know, moving away from evangelical backgrounds and just finding that commonality where we can really ask hard questions and, and hold space for one another in the hard things. And I love that about it more than anything. I love seeing the way that people have connected with one another in that space. Yeah. So it started as one thing and kind of evolved into something that you probably didn't even envision, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I really did want it to be more of a community base, but to sure. see that actually happening and see, I mean, we've had so many people going through major life transitions that have said, you know, this is, this is my family. This is yeah. my, um, this is better than therapy. This is where I go for my support system. And um, you'll see people post things in the, it's a private online community. So that I love that because mm -hmm if you're not out or you're, you know, you don't want to be public, nobody can see that you're in there. Yeah. It's completely private space. And yeah. so I love that. And then they can get in there and ask really hard questions about um, life and faith and sexuality and um, identities and beliefs and know that the people there are going to hold space for those hard things and they're not going to be judged, you know? And I just, I love that so much. That's really good. So what would you say is like the it's obviously one of the big things, but like, what's the, what's the biggest thing that you would say is going to be different for people who get involved with this? That's maybe different from another group that they're in, because there are like those closed Facebook groups. And like, we have one, for instance, at the what if project, like it's a closed Facebook group. We have about I don't know 300 people in there and it's a, it's a private place and people can ask questions, things like that. And there's a lot of those like floating around. A lot of podcasts have those, but like, what would you say makes this love collective stand out from, from all those other kinds of groups? Well, I think there's a few things. Um, one is that it's it's got more structure to it. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we we do pick a book each month okay. by um, an LGBTQ author or ally. And we're, and we're even branching out a little bit from there and starting to explore other marginalized communities instead of just kind of being solely LGBT because our community base is, um, I mean, we've got a lot of LGBTQ people in there, but we've also got a lot of allies. We've got people that you know, were formerly faith leaders that have been kicked out of their denominations or um, whatever. <laughs> that you know, doesn't that happen, does it? No. You know, yeah. <laughs> um, we've got a lot of parents of LGBT yeah. kids. And so we're, we're kind of branching out to even explore other marginalized communities and how we can support hmm. um, people of color and people with disabilities and, you know, all these different marginalized identities. Because I think it's important as allies and as people of marginalized communities that we support other marginalized communities. You know, we're not just for ourselves. Yeah. We need to be for everybody. And that makes us stronger as a whole. And so I think um, having some of that structure around our meetings. So we do uh, pick our book and then I post discussion questions each week in the group. So it kind of gives some facilitated dialogue or a springboard mm -hmm. at least for people to jump off of and, and have some discussion. And then uh, the first Monday night, or I'm sorry, the last Monday of every month, we gather online and we do breakout groups and with uh, guided discussion questions where they can dialogue in person mm -hmm. in small groups of, you know, four or five uh, and, and talk about the content of the book. And then we do host a live uh, interview with the author of our book, which is That's always cool. super fun and exciting. You know, we've hosted yeah. Brian McLaren and Nadia Boltz Weber and Jennifer Knapp and Reba Riley. And we've just had so many great people mm. that have come in and shared with us. And so we do this kind of moderated dialogue for, 
you know, 40 minutes or so. And then we open it up for Q and A. So the, the audience That's gets cool. to actually um, interact with the author and ask personal questions in kind of a little bit smaller space than you would at maybe a corporate event or, you know, that you attend. Yeah. So I think, I think that sets us apart. Um, and we also do things like a mid-month hangout every month, kind of the second week of the month where people can just get together and um, hang out online and get to know each other. Sometimes they play games mm -hmm. and just different ways to kind of build community and foster community. Um, we've started launching this last season where we do quarterly events mm -hmm. that are open to the public. And so each quarter we host an event um, around some topic that's not tied to a book. And so we um, have done one like uh, on the Pray Away documentary that released on conversion mm -hmm. therapy. We've done one on boundaries and mental health. Mm -hmm. um, we're getting ready to do one in a couple of weeks on anti-racism and how to be an ally in the anti-racism work. Um, and so we do bring in a, a guest speaker for each of those as well mm -hmm. and facilitate a dialogue around that. And uh, we're getting ready to do another one on like uh, deconstructing purity culture and sexual shame and sexual trauma. So trying to bring in those big topics that we often are all struggling with, but don't really have maybe the tools to heal from or the yeah. connections or the space. And that's, uh, I think, really set us apart as well. That's awesome. Do you like, do, do they vote on the topics in the books or is there, like, do, do you put it out there for the group to like kind of decide on like what they want or is it more, does it come from you? How does that work? We've done kind of a mixture of those things. So initially when I first launched, I gave everybody a voice of like, these are a number of books that we could choose and yeah. they kind of voted on what they, where they wanted to start and mm -hmm. um, go from there. Uh, we have done voting on in terms of like, what do you want these events to look like? What topics would you like to see presented at these quarterly events? And that's kind of led some of that. And then some of it has been led by me as well, trying to figure out the best way to lead people forward, you know, cause we started sure. with um, we started in a place that was kind of primarily uh, LGBT faith focused yeah. um, and we're kind of evolving out from there. So I'm kind of trying to do research and, and push people to think about other marginalized identities, other yeah. faiths um, that people are coming from, because not everybody uh, identifies as Christian still or even mm. faith at all. You know, we've got people that are atheist and agnostic and Jewish in, in this group um, and, and thinking about how we can be more uh, interfaith Mm -hmm. and, and people of faith as a collective whole, rather than pigeonholing us into um, just being one thing, you know, people yeah. that have are progressive Christians or ex-evangelicals or whatever, trying to be a little bit more broad in that. Sure. Did it, was that always the vision or did it start as kind of gearing towards the more ex-evangelical crowd? Like, was it, always, did you always have this interfaith idea or did it kind of evolve into that as it went on? I think it's evolved because yeah. I would say that the majority of people in this space do come from that background. Yeah. They do come from that kind of, you know, evangelical background and they're deconstructing and moving forward. Yeah. And so I would say that the majority of that is kind of where, and I think that's how people tend to find me and find the work that I do is, yeah. is through that space. Um, but then I'm just encouraging people to, to look further and to push, push the boundaries a little bit outside of what maybe they've done so far. And a lot of them are already doing that. So it's sure. just facilitating a space for them to be able to have that dialogue and connect with others and learn and grow and ask questions, you know? Yeah. So I, think I think people need that over time. Yeah. I think people need that permission slip. You know, I think so many people come out of that world and even though you start to think about things differently, you still kind of have those lingering thoughts in the back of your head that 
I can't go too far. <laughs> like mm-hmm. I crossed a couple mm-hmm. boundaries, but I can't, I can't go over this boundary. But I think once they have, they see somebody like yourself who grew up in that world and has seen some, that person walk over those boundaries themselves, it kind of gives them more permission to feel like it's okay for me to explore a little bit further beyond this point where I'm at now. Sure. Yeah. yeah. I feel like it's kind of this delicate balance of both um, giving them a voice, you know, we're starting to open up volunteer roles and ways that they That's can cool. kind of participate so that they feel like they're part of this community and they have a voice and yeah. this more sense of belonging. Um, and so I love that. And so I kind of try to balance that with making sure they feel like they have a voice and a, yep. and a say in kind of the direction that we go while also leading them, right. And, and helping them think beyond maybe where they've thought already and, and just trying to open up that space for them to, to explore a little bit further. Yeah. And I think the interfaith piece is so good. Have you had Barbara Mount Teller on there yet? No, she, no. Cause she wrote the book. Um, what's it called? Holy Envy. Yes. Yeah. And she wrote yes. about just that whole idea of being a professor of a world religion class and like all the different things that she was learning, but all these different religions and like mm-hmm. just kind of becoming like deepening her own faith in, in Christ. But like, she's like, I was just so many things from like Hinduism and Buddhism right. like fascinating to me to bring that in. I think that's just such a beautiful thing to do that, as you know, growing up in the world you did and the world I did, that was just, that was off limits. It was like Christianity right. or the highway. Right. And don't you dare even entertain anything that comes right. from that world over there. Yeah. yeah. We did read, um, uh, post-traumatic church syndrome by Reba Riley. Oh, okay. Have you read that one? I've heard of it. I haven't read it yet. Oh, it's so good, but she kind of does that. She kind of has this like eat, pray, love experience on more of a local level because she's got chronic illness. And so she went and decided to um, visit 30 religions by her 30th birthday Mm. and talks about exploring all these different things and all these different experiences. And um, it's one of my favorite books. And then we got to host a conversation with her and she was just fantastic. So um, I I love, I love that book. I think it's really good to kind of just to learn and to see what we can glean from other perspectives, right? Sure. We've kind of been taught that our way is the only way, um, but there's so much, there's so much more to that. There's so much more that we can explore and learn. Yeah, I think so. And I think that when you, when you start to look at the Bible, like, you know, that's our background. So you start to look at the Bible through that particular lens, I think for a Christian, it can open up the world so much wider, right? Because if you look at the teachings of Jesus through the closed lens of it's our way or the highway, it looks one way. But if you look at the teachings of Jesus through the lens of there's there's everybody's welcome, all of a sudden, I think those teachings look drastically different. So much different. Absolutely. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I think Richard Rohr talked about how it's like a like a diamond that you're always turning, no matter mm-hmm. however the light hits it, it just mm-hmm. looks totally different. different. So I, think, I think that's really cool that you guys are doing that Yeah. Uh, yeah. In, in your group. So what would you say is like the, I don't know, like if somebody were thinking about joining this, this group, getting involved in it, like what's, what's your hope for that? person who's, you know, kind of on the outside looking into this and they're thinking, maybe I do want to do this. Maybe I don't, I don't really know. But like if they were to sign up, like what, what's your hope for their life? Like, how is this going to kind of change their life or maybe enhance their life or help them enhance the lives of people around them? Well, I, I hope that it feels like coming home, you mm-hmm. know, like, like they finally kind of found this safe haven yep. um, and place to rest. I think a lot of people in the group feel that way already. And mm-hmm. that's why they just keep coming back. Like we've got a high retention rate because of that. Um, it's one thing that you really, you'll get out of it, what you put into it, you know? So some people 
Um, maybe the time that we meet doesn't work for them, but we always record it and post it live in the, or post it in our private group so that cool. if you can't make it live, you still have access to it. Mm -hmm. So there's people that, you know, maybe aren't as active in the group and um, kind of watch from a bird's eye and, you know, watch things virtually and don't participate as much. And then there's other people that are just, they're posting, they're engaging, they're, you know, really active. And so you kind of will get out of it, whatever you put into it. Yeah. And there's a lot of options for you. Hmm. Um, but I think a lot of people in the group already feel like this is, this is my safe space. This is my home. And more than anything, like, I mean, obviously I hope that you learn, I hope that you grow. I hope that it expands your understanding, all those things. But I, I hope more than anything that you feel like, oh, I've, I've found my place. I belong yeah. here. Yeah. Um, I, I'm safe here. You know, um, we've had people that are, you know, going through divorce and, and coming out and getting married and all these things. And it's just this beautiful place where you can celebrate that yeah. and, or, or mourn that or, or ask the hard questions of, I, I just came out to my parents and it didn't go well. And, and, and now what, and I feel like I can share that here and be safe and, you yeah. know, um, and knowing that people instantly just jump in and support you. And it's like, we've got you, we're holding space for you. We're here. Um, and often are connecting even on outside of the group, right. And exchange information. And, um, my hope is that as, as it grows, people will find more pockets of members that are located where they live. Right. Yeah, yeah. We've had like seven or eight people in the area where I live and we've started getting together like once a month and doing That's things cool. and like barbecue. a breakout. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So then it's like, so we did, we have created a contact list that is like optional for people that want to be able to find other people in their area. And then it's like, okay, go grab coffee and get yeah. to know each other in person or um, connect. You know, we had somebody that was getting married in Ohio and somebody from Florida was just happening to travel through Ohio at that same time. And they ended up getting to go to their wedding and support them. And it was That's just cool. fantastic because they didn't have a lot of family and, you know, a lot yeah. of support. And so being able to just really, I mean, other people have connected and be like, oh, I live in this super small town, but I know this person that, you know, from the other side, you know, right. like, <laughs> right. and they're just like, oh my gosh, it's amazing. I can't believe yeah. we both love these same people. And so I love, I love that. I love seeing those overlaps and the ways that people are connecting and, and finding that community in that safe space. Yeah. It sounds, I mean, I mean, excuse the word, but it sounds an awful lot like church in a way. I mean, it's way, it feels like it's the way that church should be. Right? That like church this, should be right. Yeah. Yes. Like it's this collection, this collective of people from various backgrounds with different experiences at various places on their journey, whether they're advanced, they're beginning they've ditched the whole thing, whatever it is, but everybody's welcome at this, at this table and has a voice in, in learning and sharing. And I think, that's, yeah, that's yeah. Wonderful. You're not the first person to say that, you know, where it's like, it's, it sounds like church, but I'm like, yeah, I, don't, I don't want to trigger people with that, with that word, it's what it should be like, it's, you know, and we've had people even in the group say that it's like, this is what I've always wanted church to be, you know? Yeah. And so for them to say that means so much to me, because that means it's working. Like yeah. we're doing it, you know? Yeah. yeah it's funny because when I, my, it me, my dissertation was about how the church can use social media and technology to connect people together and mm -hmm. connect people to God or the divine or whatever. And I remember when I, when I voiced my desire to do this as my project, I got so much kickback and this was pre COVID <laughs> and people were uh, like, Oh, you know, you can't, you know, you have to have the in-person relationships. You need to have the, you know, the flesh and the blood, like you have to really be able to interact with people and like if you just do virtual you know people are going to be the connections are going to be deep and I was like no I really don't think that's true like I really think that this technology can be used it can obviously be used in ways that aren't good 
but I think that we could use it in ways that will really enhance people's relationships. And then Absolutely. when COVID hit, I was like, <laughs> you're, like you're right. <laughs> would anybody like to read my dissertation? Because I have it here. And I was like, I have you guys, you know, but I think that like what you're doing really proves the point is that, you know, it can, there's some people who just want to engage at a virtual level. Like they're just going to engage through maybe the chat or they're just going to engage through zoom. But then you have those other people who they live near each other. And all of a sudden what's virtual turns into a literal, you know, flesh and blood meeting where where you physical meeting where you get together with somebody where there's coffee, a party, a barbecue, whatever. I think that's the beauty of it is that no matter where you are in your journey, whatever your comfort level is, you can engage in it in some way, shape or form. Yeah. And, And what I love about the virtual too, is that we're meeting across, you know, like we've got people from coast to coast. We've got people that are, uh, we even had, you know, like we've got somebody from the Philippines and somebody in China and wow. several in Canada and somebody in France. And like, so it's, it's reaching broader. And, um, and then like the age range is so great too. I mean, we've got people in their early twenties all the way to like the mid seventies. And wow. so you've got so much diversity in this space and so much wisdom and so much experience yeah. and perspectives. Right. Yeah. And so you get to bring these questions to the table and everybody's answers in some ways feel so similar and yet so many different perspectives from, from different experiences, depending on where they live or where they grew up or um, what generation they're in. And it's just such a neat thing to be able to see that. And I really value just the diversity that we have within that as well. You know, that's cool. So the, I know the introverts are probably wondering how many people are in a meeting. Are we talking about like a, a, there's a smaller group. Is it a larger group? Like how many people log on to well, we right now our size is about 50 and we're okay. hoping to grow that this next season. Yeah. Um, not everybody makes that live. I would say there's usually about 30 people live on okay. our, on our zoom calls. And, um, then the other people will watch it, you know, okay. in, in the, in the group when they have a chance. Sure. Um, the breakouts are usually in groups of like four or five. Okay. So you, and you have the option to opt into a permanent break group if you Mm -hmm. want to. So some people are like, Oh, I love meeting new people each month and having different people in my space. And some people that are more introverted are like, no, I kind of want to get to know the same three or four people and just have them all season long. And so we've, we've experimented with that this season and been able to have kind of a set group for people that really want that consistency each month, knowing that they're going to see the same people in their It's like a cohort that sticks Kind of, yeah. 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 That's cool. So it kind of gives that, that, that ability to kind of build a deeper relationship with the people in the group, as opposed to feeling a small connection with everybody, you feel a deeper connection right. with a few. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. I like that. I like that. So who's on like who's on deck for for this season? Can you so for this coming up season? Yeah. Let's see. We've got starting in March, we're gonna launch with um Pariah Hazuri. Uh her book came out about a year ago. It's called Found in Trans- Transition. And it she's a mother of a trans child. Wow. Okay. And so she's the first parent of a of an LGBT child that we featured. So I'm really excited about her. Um, she's an Iranian woman uh, that now has lives in California. And um, I just loved her story in her book. So we're launching season four with her. Nice. And yeah, I'm, I'm really excited. I really, really enjoyed it. It was a great read. Um, it's not faith-based at all, okay. um, but I think it's such a great story and really valuable from a parent's perspective. Okay. So we're launching with her. Yeah. Um, we are going to do Stacy Chomiak's new book, Still Stace, um, that, that just released. She's a Canadian 
author and uh, um, animator. And so she, she, it's kind of geared a little bit more towards young adults, but I feel like everybody can glean from it because it's something that we've all experienced and gone through. And I think we need so many more resources like that. And we need to have those available for our kids. And we, you know, so we're going to feature her. um, And I love, I I just love the work that she did. She, she drew all the pictures for her book and she, um, yeah, I just released I want to say maybe two months ago. Okay. It's not been out very long. So you should check it out if you haven't yet. Yeah. Um, she's just fantastic. Okay. Um, so we're going to feature her. We're going to do John Pavlovich in his new book. Yeah. Um, if God is love, don't be a jerk. Yeah. So we're going to feature him. We haven't had That's him such a John title. <laughs> I know it is. I love John yeah. and we haven't had him yet. So I'm super excited that he's joining us. That's cool. Um, so he'll be on deck for season four. Um, we're going to do one called life. It isn't binary. Um, and it talk, it's written by two people who identify as non-binary. Mm-hmm. Um, but it also talks a lot about just the binaries of life that we tend to fall into, or that culture has kind of pushed us into mm-hmm. in ways that we can kind of, um, push ourselves to live outside of those binaries that we've kind of been, you know, um, boxed into. Yeah. That's cool. But yeah. I'm excited about that. So we're going to, we're going to host the author of, or one of the authors, at least of that book. Okay. Um, and then we'll do faith shift by Kathy Escobar. Okay. Um, because we had faith after doubt last season with Brian McLaren yeah. and people resonated with it so much. It was like one of the highest great raved book. about things yeah. that we had done. And so I decided to kind of do something similar to that by bringing in Kathy and, and doing faith shift. Okay. Um, and then we're going to do, um, Chastin Buttigieg's book. Um, I have something to say, and I don't have Chastin on board to, to interview. He's our only one that we have to interview yet, but I'm going to keep, I'm going to keep working at it. Not yet. You'll get them. Not yet. We'll get them. I know he's got twins now. So, uh, <laughs> so the, the, the ratio may have gone down a little bit, but, sure. um, but I still feel like it's an important story to feature that a lot of people are going to relate to. Cause it's, you know, Midwestern, you know, country boy yeah. growing up gay. And so sure. I think it's just a great feature to story to feature. And I try to make sure that each season we've got as much diversity as possible, right? So we've got, um, we're featuring LGBTQ authors, we're featuring allies, but we're also featuring people of color and we're featuring people with um, different perspectives and faith-based systems and, you know, like trying to um, man and woman and non-binary and trans and just trying to make sure that we've got as much diversity packed into one season as possible. Yeah, Uh, yeah. I think you're modeling, you're modeling for people like what it looks like to be an ally, I think, because- you're, you're, you have a platform that you've built and you have a platform now with this collective that you've brought people together. And it's like, you're bringing people into this, this virtual stadium of sorts, and then you're handing the microphone to these people and you're letting them share their story. I think that's, that's amazing. Yeah. 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 I, I love it so much. It's, it's become so meaningful to me and um, just really cool to, to watch, to watch it happen, to watch it yeah. kind of flourish, you know? Yeah. So that was six six books you just mentioned, right? For the season. Yep. Yeah. So our seasons are six months long. Okay. So when you join, you um you pay a membership fee of thirty dollars a month. Okay. And that keeps the trolls away, so we don't have like the trolls creeping into trolls. our group and causing problems. No, that doesn't you know? happen. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so I love it because it really does keep kind of this safe gate around our people and what we do. Yeah. Um, That's a dollar a day. That's not. No, yeah, it's not bad. That's and then it also helps cover our overhead costs and our speaker fees and all that kind of thing. Yeah. So um, so you get to be a part of that and then you get, you know, all the things that I've listed and you get 
discounted rates for our quarterly events and all those kind of things. Um, but we go in six month increments. So registrations only open twice a year. Okay. And I do that very intentionally so that we register and then we close it off. Yeah. And you have six months to be in that safe space and grow and learn together. Because I feel like if you have this constant influx of people coming and going, you never really get that safe space, you know, <laughs> like church, and, yeah, <laughs> church, church or, or, or many other things right. um, where there's this kind of constant coming and going. Yeah. And so in this, then it's like, okay, now we know who's in and we can close it off for the season and we can just build community together. Yeah. And so we just, we do that every six months. Yeah. And so there's no, there's no pressure to obviously you can kind of come and go, I guess you, you, I could say like you could, you could sign up for a season, maybe next season life happens, things happen. Yep. Can't do it. But then maybe the following year, the next season, you want to jump back in. Again. Yep. Absolutely. Yep. Yeah. Absolutely. You have people that do that. Yeah, we do. Yeah, yeah. We do. We have people, you know, we've got a high retention rate, but then we do have people that are like, you know, I just can't right now. Life is happening. I got to take care of this. Uh, but I'm going to be back, you know, okay. and so they just take a season off and then they come back. And, and I love that too. You know, you yeah. just commit a season at a time. Yeah. Okay. So people leave this chat with us and they go to your website, they sign up. What's next? Like what can they expect in their email box after they sign up? So registration is open now, yep. uh, February 1st through February 28th. Yep. And once you sign up, we will then get you, um, you'll fill out a survey. Just tell us a little bit about who you are, how you identify, how you found us. Um, and then we will get you the link to our private group. Okay. You will not be admitted into, because we're still, we're still, our season is still finishing up sure. in February. So you will not be admitted to the group until February, I mean, sorry, until March 1st. Okay. And March 1st, we'll launch our season. And then you'll be welcomed in and we'll open like a, a welcome thread where people can introduce themselves and get to know one another in that space. And um, we'll, we'll update contact lists and uh, we always host a new member orientation so that people can come and get kind of the lowdown of how to connect and how to get the best, uh, you know, the most use out of their time and, sure. their, and their money and how to really engage. And so we usually do that uh, the first or second week after uh, the season launches so okay. that they can get everything they need to know to really be successful in the season. And then we just launch and we go and uh, they're on board and we make sure we have announcements posted in the group so everybody's up to date on what's going on when and um, always know when our meetings are and have discussion questions and information about upcoming uh, public events as well and all that. That's really cool. And uh, I, I was going to ask you something and I just got lost in my thought. Hold on. <laughs> this is this is uh, this is what happens. It happens to the best gonna, of us, right? It does happen to the best of us. I had a question I was going to ask and I don't remember what it was. I don't know. I'll email you and I'll put it yeah, in the show notes. Awesome. Well, I am, but we're just about uh, out of time, but this has been a lot of fun. Uh, thank you so much for doing this. Love Collective. I think it's amazing. And thanks for taking the time to share it with us. Yeah. Thanks for having me on. I really appreciate it and would love to have anybody and everybody join us. Absolutely. I'll put it in the show notes and I will share it far and wide all the Excellent. month of February. <laughs> awesome. Thank you awesome. so much, friend. Thanks, Amber. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. The patience paid off. Now it's go time. Go time. The worries all around me. I'ma give mine. Born in the Queen City. Got the 4-9. Go to Green Trip. Told me where the cosign. So people doubted me. That's close to me. That's their regret. When I make it, I'ma take it. All I do is rest. Remain grinding. Self-care. That's when I'm at my best. A little crazy. That's when I'm at a test. Feeling tuned. Yeah, we riding. Yeah, we rolling. All the way to the ocean. Uh. I thought I told you got the sauce, yeah, I told you got yeah. the sauce.
way to the ocean. Uh, I thought I told you got the sauce. Yeah, I told you yeah. got the sauce. Remember, boy, I got the sauce. Yeah, yeah. Uh, all these people hating, that's just motivation. Passing through like CDs, they're in rotation. Let me talk my speech like the emancipation. You know we going places where the smiling faces like that we chose. We throwing the bows from the seven to four. Cause we all on the road. Know uh, I got my pride. I can't even lie. Ain't no time to settle. Feel like Biggie, I was born to die. Yeah, we riding. Yeah, we rolling. All the way to the ocean. Uh, I thought I told you got the sauce. Yeah, I told you got yeah. the sauce. Remember, boy, got the sauce. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we riding, yeah, we rolling, all the way to the ocean, uh, I thought I told you got the sauce, yeah, I told you got yeah. the sauce, remember boy, got the sauce, yeah, yeah.